0: I mean, let's talk about the quality of vintage is exceptional. Like exceptional. Vintage, Hades, Suzanne, and Suzanne Gray, even Vintage Target and Kmart, made in Oz. They're like some of my top five 90s Oz made brands.
1: Pre-Loved Radio, a podcast sharing inspirational stories about pre-loved fashion. Hey, Relovers. Welcome to Reloved Radio. I'm your host, As Dunn, and today's guest is someone who has mastered the art of bringing vintage style right to your fingertips. She is the creative force behind Disco Vintage and Pre-Loved, a secondhand clothing business that's been making waves on Instagram. Known for her vibrant Disco Drops, where she unveils carefully curated collections of Pre-Loved gems and her bespoke Disco Box service. More on that later. She's not just selling clothes, she's building a thriving community of vintage lovers and sustainable style enthusiasts. Without further ado, let's welcome the queen of vintage vibes herself, Sarah-Jane Lofthouse. Sarah-Jane, welcome to Reloved Radio. Thank you, Chris. what an intro. That's amazing. (laughs) I'm really glad that you're here. So let's just jump straight in. Mm -hmm. I have a list of questions to get through, so let's get into it. So I know that from our previous conversations and messages that we've had back and forth that you do have a marketing background. So can you share with us how you made the jump from marketing to Disco Vintage?
0: Oh, um I mean, I was doing them simultaneously, but I've always collected vintage and been really, really into op-shopping and things. And I had a friend, she was like, you should start an Instagram. And I was like, oh no, as someone with actual professional experience doing it, I know how hard it is. So I was really deterred and quite cynical about social media and it's very exhausting and then I thought, you know what, it could be a whole heap of fun. And I'd already started buying Kids pre loved on Insta and I knew the community was just gorgeous. Everyone's so lovely. And so I thought, why not just, just start something with zero expectation, had no idea what it was going to do. And I thought, you know what, I just would to be friends with all these resellers and like be part of the community. So I kind of did that in 2021, I think while I was on Lee. and yeah, just kind
1: of, it grew from there. <laughs> I love it. And I love what it's grown into. So about the Instagram community, is that what maybe deterred you from selling on something like Depop or eBay or that kind of online platform?
0: Yeah, the, the community is what absolutely drew me to Instagram. I just thought everyone's just so kind in the reselling community, especially in the Kins 1 that I've, that I've met. Um that I was just really drawn to that energy. I really like women, connecting with other women, like-minded people, and I felt like they were my people. That was my pocket of uh, the internet that I could maybe join and um, enjoy with other people.
1: Can you tell us a little bit about your disco boxes? I'm sure we've got some people intrigued.
0: So it's a curated box of pre-loved for you. Basically you almost always a mystery, surprise, or as a friend recently called it, a lucky dip. I love that. Yeah, it's kind of the perfect way to describe it, but knowing that it's a lucky dip exactly for you. And I've had incredible feedback from them, but they were kind of born of this idea that I had a lot of stock in my stash, if you like, and a lot of frequent buyers. And there's just a lot out there. And there was a lot of people that were time poor or looking for kind of really specific items for a very certain phase in their life or a, p- a particular person and they didn't have time to shop or couldn't find what they were looking for or just wanted maybe a new injection in their wardrobe, like they felt like they changed. So I have curated, I don't know how many, I've lost track now, um, maybe 30 or so of them um, for very different seasons of life and different people. So I've done... Pregnancy ones, I've done postpartum ones, I've done professional ones for a work setting, I've done summer's gifts. I recently did one for someone. I did a disco box for her and then she ordered one for her daughter, who I think is about 19 for Christmas. She still briefed me, so if, if someone's interested, I send them a list of questions and they give me an outline. So, you know, budget, types of items they'd really like and, and fabrics and colours and then things to avoid. The best thing I've actually noticed about disco boxes is I get to put in items that are good quality or things that you wouldn't usually find on my Insta, but they work perfectly for that person and what they're looking for. So they might be some items that are more fast fashion but still great quality and exactly what they need. So that's been a really pleasant surprise is that I've been able to thrift for these people some items that wouldn't usually be on Disco Vintage, but I've had amazing feedback and fit perfectly along with the other items. So it's this sort of holistic experience of, oh, this is this is an injection into my wardrobe of exactly what I needed and it's really comfortable and it's really colourful or it's really new nice or it's really that. So, yeah, I really... Enjoy it. I think it's one of the funnest things that I've been offering. Um, the feedback has been amazing and I did one recently and the brief, I think, was 2 or $250, um, which sounds like a lot um, and it is a lot of money for some for people. But I put together a box that had an over $1,500 retail value for that price, completely curated, amazing quality exactly to breathe the sizes they needed. And this was for a guy. So it was really surprising and it's, and it still surprises me what you can find every day in an op shop. Like It just, new with tags, like it just baffles me.
1: Yeah. Even though the op shop is filled with a lot of Kmart and a lot of Shein, yeah. there are some gems in there. Actually there are a lot Absolutely. of gems in there. So just on how you're picking out your pieces say, for your disco drops, which I know operate slightly different to your disco boxes, Mm -hmm. what kind of things are you looking for that you think are stylish and sustainable? Oh, that's such a great question. It's so varied,
0: honestly. I had a real penchant for 80s. I've always, always loved the 80s, you know, railroad dresses and acid wash, like I'm a big acid wash girl, shoulder pads. I think you should never underestimate a shoulder pad. They make the silhouette amazing. And I have converted many people to shoulder pads. I don't know if you're pro or anti. Pro, for Um, sure. (laughs) Yeah, they're fantastic. It's really varied. And personally, I've always been drawn to, you know, very colourful, joyful items. Items that bring you that dopamine just by looking at it. Over the span of my own professional career, I started dressing in ways that And left the black behind and I wanted to be more creative in my dressing because I had a creative, I've sort of, you know, creative field and I just don't buy into the, you need to wear a suit and black and it works for some people. But for me, I really wanted to inject colour and so that's just what I've always been drawn to and I think over time that's what I thrifted and that's what I sold and that's what I've sort of uh, become known for is those really joyful, fun clothes, which I do not wear every day in my life. But I think people are attracted to that, that joy and that color. And it's really interesting. I know people love neutrals, but when I do a neutrals drop, it's nowhere near as successful as really colorful ones, but I love, I still love doing them. And I, and I don't think neutrals are bad. They have their time and place and you can always pair them with super colorful things.
1: I absolutely adore looking through your feed. Every time you oh. do one of your jobs, I just I just want to browse just to have a look and see what you've got. Look at the colours. I think recently, did you do a post where you were wearing gold sequin pants? Yes. Yep. Love those. I would never wear them in a million years, but it just brings me joy seeing someone else wear them. Yes. Yes, know?
0: yes, yes. I think colour and dressing for yourself. It makes other people joyous. I think it's really infectious and I walk down the halls at work and people are like, oh my gosh, I love your pants or I love this or I love that. And it doesn't have to be every day and not everyone's comfortable with color, but I do think there's some colors that everyone can wear and feel happy. Like gold pants. I bought them on Depop because someone said to me, my friend's looking for sequin gold pants and I was like, oh, I kind of need sequin gold pants in my life. So I found them on Depop and I bought them. And they're a fast fashion brand, but you would never find them vintage or pre-loved that weren't fast fashion because, you know, that were very rarely made and they probably haven't stood the test of time from the 60s or the 70s or whatever it is, or they, or they're in someone's stash being held onto forever because they're so amazing. Yeah. So I personally don't have a problem with buying secondhand fast fashion in a conscious way.
1: Yeah. And because my reasoning is, well, I am keeping that out of landfill. You thousand know. percent, and when I am done with the clothes that I wear and that my family wears, I know that I like to send it to some place like Apparel or something like that. So then it's still not going to Landville; it's actually going to get remade into something else. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. It's a great. Uh, it's great that we have those kinds of options now. If I was keen to add more vintage to my wardrobe, Mm -hmm. but I am not feeling that confident about what I should be looking for, what would your go-to tips be if I was to hit up an op shop?
0: I think one item that suits everyone and can be included in almost all wardrobes is a blazer. And I actually think you can dress it up, dress it down. It's great for trans-seasonal times and I think that's one place where people could start if that suited their lifestyle. If they were someone who just like would never wear a blazer, so be it. But I actually do think they are really chic and I think vintage blazers are the bee's knees. So I feel like that's one item that people could kind of start with and feel kind of safe because they're quite comfy. There's lots of different colours. You can find them. They're not usually too overpriced. (laughs) And then I think the other tip is you need to know what shapes work really well on your body. And I think you really have to know your body and know what feels good on your body. So what fabrics, what shapes, I think it's just knowing the shapes and styles that work really well for you to feel good and then trying to find that vintage.
1: What about
0: if someone's on a budget? Oh, gosh. If you're on a budget, honestly, the best thing to do is to not buy anything. And that is actually the most sustainable option to wear what you have. But also that's no fun. (laughs) So my tip for the best op shops is always to go independent. And usually the little regional or church opies are the best and the best value. So you can find items from, you know, 50 cents to $5 or so. In my experience, I've been op shopping since I was very small with my nan. They're usually, usually the best ones to go and find items on a budget or follow them on Facebook or Instagram, wherever they are, and see when their half price day sales are. I know Savers does huge sales in Victoria, so find out when those are. Um, And I think if you're on a budget, don't buy things just because they're $2. Buy something that might be $4 or $6 or relative to wherever you live in your budget, buy that one thing that you're going to wear. Don't buy
1: multiple things because they're a dollar, which, you know, we're all guilty of. That was probably my biggest problem when I did first start op shopping. Mm -hmm. I would just be overwhelmed with all the bargains. Yes. And think that because they were a bargain, I needed to buy them, when in reality didn't actually need them
0: yeah it's hard like life can feel heavy and shopping you know the whole retail therapy concept that's been sold to us it's really problematic it's so ingrained and you know decades and decades and decades of advertising has made it very hard to undo that so I think you know be kind on yourself and just try and thrift consciously it's really important to self-edit which I sometimes find hard to do when I'm buying for Disco Vintage, which is a little out of control at the moment (laughs) because I have the baby. It's easier for me to go up shopping with her than it is to shoot a drop or to shoot items because she's so happy out there, you know, and the volunteers love her and we went yesterday and she was giving everyone toys and so it kind of works from a lifestyle perspective (laughs) to keep doing that. But it's also not a healthy habit for myself that I've recognized. So I need to be a bit more conscious. So I think everyone, everyone is affected by it. And if you're not good for you, but is that true? Like, are you sure you're not affected by it in some regard? Are you being honest with yourself? I think that that big hit of dopamine, when you find something you love and you buy it, and then on top of that, it's a bargain. Like, hello, you're on a high. But
1: then it can become addictive and then you're constantly searching for that. You talked about blazers and I love blazers. Me too. I have so many. I do. I adore them. What do you think is a piece that never goes out of style? So what's something that you could make as a sustainable purchase that you know isn't going to go out of style regardless of what is trending? Would you say that a blazer is on that list? thousand percent in my opinion. Anything else?
0: A good shirt. Like a really well-made, comfortable, breathable shirt. Anything in relaxed linen can actually, like I was thinking about this, relaxed linen can go across any age group, any gender, non-gender, whoever, uh, any lifestyle. And it doesn't have to be linen. It's just kind of like the idea of something that's breathable, comfortable. Uh, that, I think that fabric and style of, of comfort, I mean, it's come back in a huge way. Like, I think it's it's refreshing to have clothes that are less restrictive, especially as women having been, you know, told what we can and can't wear for so long and, you know, that's kind of nice. But I think, yeah, I think anything in sort of that relaxed linen cotton sphere kind of works for almost for anyone. I've loved linen for a really long time and people were so like, oh, it's like the ladies in their fifties or resort wear or something. And i have I've thrifted it for a really long time because I love it. I love it crinkled. I never rhyme it. It doesn't bother me. And it's just really comfortable. And I have personally made it my mission to dress for comfort for years now. I just think if you're not comfortable, what are you doing and why? Like, just be comfortable. Life's too short. Just wear what you want and be comfy.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And the thing with linen as well is it wears so well. Exactly. It stands the test of time. I think if
0: you can find it in an op shop and and find it in an older brand or year, you know, then you're going to be loving it. And then it's thicker when it's older. Like the quality, I mean, let's talk about the quality of vintage is exceptional, like exceptional. Vintage is just a million times better usually in my opinion from a quality perspective. If it's made in Australia, primo, like vintage, Hades. Suzanne and Suzanne Gray, even Vintage Target and Kmart made in Oz. They're like some of my top five 90s Oz made brands. There's other ones as well, but they were fast fashion, but they were made well, I don't know if they're technically fast fashion, but they were mass produced in Oz. But the quality of them, Vintage Millers, amazing quality. Like, and I don't know if I'm just getting old or the style's just eventually coming back. But there's still vintage millers that is so cute and the fabrics are amazing and they're made in Oz and even really old 90s made in China is still better than it is now because they've pushed the profit margins as much as possible. So if anyone finds any vintage codies or whatnot, give it a real hard look because it'll be good quality and it's probably a really cute. Cute item. And their labels are amazing. Aren't they? Oh, God. The Suzanne Grey label with the face. I don't know if you know it. Amazing. Like one of my favourite labels. Yeah. And that's how you can tell a vintage um, item as well. Obviously, it's like the tag. Big, hefty tags with like sayings and lots more text than now. And just so good. And how you can quickly tell an item's vintage rather than
1: new. And even the quality of the label. You know, nowadays they're so flimsy and... And they've got, like, two pieces of tiny thread holding them on each end. Oh, I can't tell you how many times I've had my label just hanging by one thread. And, I mean, isn't that, like, the ultimate analogy for fast
0: fashion? (laughs) Like, the (laughs) label is, like, barely hanging on. So imagine the rest of the garment. Like, it's just...
1: Yeah, it makes makes my heart sad. All right, so... When you're selecting your pieces for your disco drops, mm-hmm. how do you make sure that they're versatile enough, that they're going to mix and match with, I guess, different items or different looks?
0: Yeah. As you mix and match when I shoot the drop or mix and match in someone's wardrobe?
1: Also in someone's wardrobe. Yeah. So something that you think, well, you could wear this X amount of ways.
0: Mm-hmm. I think you can almost wear any clothes anyway, you want. Like I think it's kind of the limit is your imagination. Like you could wear denim shorts with a sequined bolero if you want. You know, like there's some amazing people out there who do combinations that you would never think work and do. So I'm a firm believer that there's something for everyone. Oh, I hope there's something for everyone in each drop. But They don't have to buy it, but they might relate to that item and be like, oh, I've got something like that. That might look interesting with that or whatever, or see an item in a new light. And I'm no stylist. I don't really have the energy and the attention for detail to sit there and put a million outfits together and I couldn't do that. I really appreciate people who do and, and style things. But I think, I think you can almost do any kind of combination or any kind of outfit you want to. And I'm a huge advocate for that. I think if something brings you joy, like dress for yourself and not for others and I think it takes a really long time to learn that in our culture at our age and to unlearn all those things that you think you have to look and feel and do and be portrayed as so I I do think items are much more versatile than we think and we just tend to limit ourselves I often get people sort of saying oh I would never have thought to put that with that and sometimes I just do it on a whim because I desperately trying to hurriedly <laughs> shoot a drop and i'm sure that shows sometimes but you know i'm trying to deal with the baby's napping or i think oh, i've only got these pants i can't run out there and get the other pants i'm just gonna do it and that i'm sure not all of the combos work but i think anyone can wear whatever they want however they want so
1: i love that On a more personal note then, are you inspired by anyone in particular? Maybe somebody oh. on Instagram or just, you know, Yeah, you know so, I don't know if you saw my Insta.
0: I put a little post up about a woman I met called Muriel. I spotted her in my local Woolies and from the back I saw her dress and I was like, oh, that's got to be a Diane Frisch. Like that's got to be a Diane fish. Pretty sure that's how you say it. She did incredible dresses and in separates and um, this woman had it on and I saw it from the back and I, and, she, and she, this designer, she has these particular collars and frills and she does pattern clashing in these dresses and it's always lovely. And um, this woman was wearing this dress and she usually does really bright designs and she had a more neutral dress on. And I was oh, that's really great. but I was in another line and I was sort of pressed for time and I, I wanted to tell her she looked beautiful. Anyway, I went to my car, then I had to run back into the shopping center and I saw her on my way back and I just said, look, I know you're on the phone, but I just want to say I love your dress. And she's like, oh, couldn't get off the phone quick enough. And she told me it was a Diane Fridge. She told me she bought it 35 years ago. She looked beautiful. Her name's Muriel. She's 94. She'd moved up from Sydney 18 months ago and she just took so much pride in her dressing and you know, I'm of a different generation. I don't go wearing, you know, pretty dresses. And I was just really inspired by her because she sort of said to me, no one really dresses up here. And I was like, yes, true. It's Queensland. It's hot. You know, there's, and there's more casual culture. And I think clothes these days are much more casual. Obviously being 94, she was from an era where people used to dress up, but I really admire that and I, and it it inspires me. I'm not going to dress identically like that, but she really inspired me. And I actually started crying when I was talking to her because she was just so gorgeous. And she had this beautiful outlook on life. So I've been really drawn recently to old women who do not give a fuck and just dress however they want. And I love that. And clothes can be so empowering. And I think they should be empowering. I don't think you should feel small in what you wear. I think you should feel comfortable and I think you should feel joyous and you don't have to dress up to the nines every day. You don't have to wear vintage every day, but I think, you know, consciously thinking it's just an outfit that makes me happy, you know, and I feel so inspired by those women who look amazing and sound amazing and are so liberated in their lives and their clothing. So I think, They're a huge inspiration for me. I'm very much a feminist and have no shame in saying that. And I think a lot of that shame that women carry around their bodies and therefore what they wear is so embedded from that patriarchal culture that I think if you're really going to embrace yourself and your true fashion self, if you like, then I think you need to kind of let, you know, all those standards and all that pressure and Instagram culture go in a way. That's what I hope for more of my Instagram rather than, you know, people buying stuff. I hope they feel empowered to be
1: however they want to be and just enjoy clothes. I think what I love most about what you just said about inspiration is not wanting to copy people but just wanting to be able to wear what makes you happy and just, you know, having the guts to wear what makes you happy. Yes. And in itself is an inspiration. I think
0: so. I think, you know, I'm just talking from my point of view as a cis white female. Like there's people that can't even wear what they want and be true to themselves in parts of the world and that just is terrific to me. So I think it's easy for me to sit here and say that dress however you want, but I recognise some people can't. And I hope that, you know, we eventually get to a point where people can do that without fear of whatever it may be coming their way. So yeah, I mean, check my privilege. That is something that I feel really privileged I can do. And I think it's amazing when I see people do that and don't
1: apologise for it. This is something I always find interesting. Do you believe in the concept of a capsule wardrobe? Well, this is, I
0: think this is a really interesting question. I think that can be really helpful for people. I think they can be really privileged, um, in the concept because I think there's a lot of people who can't live with just a capsule wardrobe. But I think the concept is like the definition of it is expanding and becoming more flexible. Um. I am all for outfit repeating. I have no shame in wearing the same shorts two days in a row or whatever. I also think we need to wash our clothes less. But outfit repeating versus the capture wardrobe is pretty far apart probably. I think this seasons and phases in life and I think there's, you probably, you probably wear your own capsule wardrobe without necessarily noting it. Like we all wear kind of the same things within, you know, a literal weather season, but also a season of our life. So if you're maybe postpartum for that first three months, you might rotate some clothes really heavily because your body is a certain shape and you need access to your body or whatever it is. So we might be be doing it, but the idea of it uh, feels a little too limiting for me personally, and I haven't tried to curate one. I probably would never get there because I have too many items that I love too much and I don't wear all the time, but I just love them and I'd like to have options because I want to feel comfortable and especially as a female, your body's always changing. But I guess, you know, I could tell you that I wear tanks, t-shirts, shirts, and shorts pretty much every day. So it's kind of a capsule because it's super hot here. I'm still breastfeeding my baby. So I probably am doing it without realizing it. And then when I have to wear like a dress or something, I'll be like, oh my God, what am I what do I wear? Like, what do I have? So I think it's an interesting concept. And I think the idea is good in theory, but sometimes hard to put into practice. I think some people are much more skilled at that than me. I've never really attempted to really do it for myself or anyone. But I'm sure I'm sure we all could if we really needed to. I like the idea of simplifying. I've been chatting to a lot of my friends about having less just generally not just clothes but having less and especially when you've got kids and you've got so much in the mental and physical load of that and having less in your house so I like the idea of having less so the idea of a capsule wardrobe kind of entices me with that but I think in practice I would
1: find it a little
0: bit restrictive
1: that makes total sense I have absolutely loved chatting with you Sarah-Jane Thank you so much for sharing your passion and insights with us around all things vintage and sustainable wardrobes. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on Reloved Radio. Before we say goodbye, did you want to let our listeners know where they can find you online?
0: Yeah, thanks, Chrissy. I've enjoyed this so much. My handle is at disco, D-I-S-C-O underscore vintage. Yeah, so come say hi. I'd love to meet you and have a chat. If anyone wants a disco box, let me know, I can do it to pretty much any budget. The joy that I get from people's feedback from disco boxes, you know, just the appreciation of the time and effort and the items that they probably would never have found themselves just because op shops are a lucky dip, you know? So I take all the best parts of the lucky dip and put them into a box and send them to, well, into a satchel because it's cheaper postage actually. Hot tip, I have to warn people that um, I've called them a disco box, but I can get way more into an Ospo satchel, extra large satchel, than I can get into a box, and it's cheaper for you to be sent. And
1: let's Just be honest, like, disco box does sound way better than disco bag. I know. Yeah. That, that brings like a really funny um, image of like
0: some sort of very old lady in a disco, like past her <laughs> prime. Which, like who is even past her prime? What's your prime? That's bullshit. Anyway, you can just. It reminds me of that character in Studio Fifty Four, the older lady, and she eventually dies by overdosing from drugs at the disco. <laughs> she was so happy, and she's always wearing like sequin play, um jumpsuits and stuff. It Kind of reminds me of her.
1: I look. I wouldn't mind being a disco bag in a way. I still think you should keep the name as Disco Box.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> Don't edit this out. Edit this out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: thanks for listening to Reloved Radio. You can find the show notes for today's episode on the website www.relovedradio.com.au and that's also where you can download all my best sustainable shopping secrets. There's 45 of them, they're free and they'll walk you through exactly how to shop secondhand or like a pro.